Welcome back to another edition of the Gooses Loose podcast. It is uh, Wednesday, January 2nd. It's about 5.30 here. Um, this is the first episode of 2019. I promised some changes this year. Um, I still don't know how to have a guest on, um, but we are working on that. So hopefully by the end of this month, I would say we should get one interview recorded with a guest. Um I do have six hours of upload time, so there is no upload issues. I apologize for not getting one up on Christmas. Uh, That's on me, I guess. So uh, you got one Thanksgiving. You did not get one Christmas. A little housekeeping to start the episode. Um, It's about 5.30. I'm looking to to go watch uh, Luka Doncic for the first time um, in person tonight at 7 o'clock against the Hornets. So I'm going to try and uh, wrap this up. a lot of golf recently. I've been playing a lot of golf, about 70 holes the past couple of days. Um, I still have not broke 100. I'm just being completely honest. It's all this podcast is, is a bunch of honesty. Uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, but yeah, big things this year in 2019 for the golf season for the kid. Um, I am expecting to not only break 100, we're going to break 95. We're going to get this show on the road here uh, and get into uh, maybe some PGA talk um, for the spring summer season here. Um, but let's start off with some college football. Uh, obviously, Clemson and Bama will be facing off again in the uh, championship. Um, but I'm going to take it back uh, a week or two. Um, let's see if I can find the date of this game. All right, so the day after Christmas, uh, the 26th, there was a scheduled bowl game in the Cotton Bowl Stadium in Texas uh, against Boston College and Boise State. It was called the First Responders Bowl. This is a game played in Texas. It's obviously a meaningless bowl game. It means absolutely nothing. So why do we make these kids play? Well, there's a bunch of money involved, I would assume. Um, But they started this game in Texas on 12-26, uh, Boston College took a 7 nothing lead. They had the ball. There's about five minutes left in the first quarter. There's like a thunder and lightning delay. Pretty typical in, in college sports and, and all sports, really, outdoor sports. Um, so, yeah, there's a little delay. They wait about 90 minutes. And instead of resuming the game, instead of postponing the game, some idiot, some asshole idiot decides to just cancel this game altogether. Uh, this is two teams that traveled, again, from Boise State and Boston College to Texas to play in a bowl game. Uh, The players, the fans, the coaches, they canceled this game uh, with five minutes left in the first quarter of a 7-0 game. It's it's not getting enough talk on what the hell happened. Uh, it's some bullshit. I mean, I had uh, Boston College in the game. Not that that, I mean, obviously that's why I'm upset, but it's just ridiculous that they're just going to go ahead and, and cancel a game that already started. I've never heard of that before, uh, especially a bowl game with two teams that traveled like that. I just think it, it's crazy. It seems very, uh, very strange. Um, but. I guess what everybody wants to talk about is Bama Clemson. Uh, As predicted, uh, Notre Dame sucks. Uh, Sure, they went undefeated, and then that's what happens when you don't play a conference team all year. You have nobody to judge yourself against when the toughest game of your season happened in September, and they go and they get stomped out by Clemson. Um, You know, it is what it is. I just hope that the committee recognizes that the last two times they decided to uh, put Clemson in a big game, they got blown out both times. Uh, excuse me, uh, Notre Dame in a big game, they got blown out both times. Um, yeah. So I don't got much analysis here for Clemson Bama. Um, I believe I right when the game ended, I thought uh, I think I guessed the line to be Bama minus six and a half. Uh, it is Bama minus six. Um, couple things. That Clemson defense is very good. Uh, I think they're just as good as Bama's defense. Um, 
Bama's offense is on another level that Clemson's is not. Uh, I initially thought this would be a close game, and I do still think it's going to be a close game. But as I got to thinking about it, I think my biggest I am going to be taking Bama minus six. Um, and the reason is because of Trevor Lawrence. I don't think the freshman uh, sunshine looking kid is ready to face this Bama defense. Um, I know I just said, I think that Clemson defense is just as good at that. He sees uh, the Clemson defense that he sees in practice every day is just as good as Bama's. I do believe that uh, especially that defense Clemson has a better defensive line. Bama probably has the better defensive backs. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I just don't think that the freshman is ready to play an Alabama defense. I think that in itself is just hearing Alabama defense is kind of scary, uh, especially if you're a freshman, you've never seen them before. Uh, I just think he's going to go out there and shit his pants. I don't think he's quite ready. Um, I do think if Clemson still had Kelly Bryant, I would probably take Clemson plus the six. And it's kind of going to be like a back and forth game like they played a couple years ago when Deshaun Watson was there and ended up winning. Um but yeah, uh, it's going to be a fun one for sure. Two of the best teams. I mean, the two best teams in the country all year. Uh, I'm glad that they get to play each other. Um, yeah, so I'm on Bama minus six. Um, just kind of because you have to bet the game. That's kind of what I'm feeling. Uh, in other college football news, uh, Dana Holgerson, the former coach of West Virginia, has left uh, and taken $20 million to go coach at Houston. Uh, Dana Holgerson is dead to me. Um I understand, you know, West Virginia wasn't going to pay him. He, you know, anybody's going to leave a job for for more money, and that's fine. I mean, that more power to him. Go get go get your money. Go get paid. Uh, but you're dead to me. Uh, the the problem I have is he, he he was a good coach. He wasn't a great coach. Uh, his ceiling is nine and three, and I guess that's if you're Houston, what a hell of a get, you know, hell of a get for Houston. Um, the talk for the next coach, um, a lot of murmurs about this Neil Brown guy from Troy. Fuck that. If West Virginia goes out and hires a fucking coach from Troy, they have no balls. That is a soft move. We are too big of a program to be going after a, a guy that anybody can get. Um, Neil Brown, if he was going to Houston, that would be a hell of a get for them. What did Houston do? They went out and got fucking Dana Holgerson from us, a Big 12 coach. Um, so we need to get somebody that isn't Neil Brown. We need a big name. We need a big splash. Um to little to no surprise, West Virginia is not the best uh, football recruiting state. Um, so you definitely need to do some work. Uh, I personally would like to make a splash at head coach and bring in a big name that carries some weight. Um, so I'm going to give you my top three candidates in a second. But I just don't think Neil Brown, I mean, I know Neil Brown is not the direction to go. Um, a guy that you can get basically any time of the year, any, I, I mean, he is praying that he gets this job because why wouldn't you want to go from Troy to West Virginia? Um, but there's just a lot of guys out there that we can get, you know, I'd rather go take a fucking NFL coach that just got fired than this Troy Neil Brown guy from Troy. Um, I know Troy BLSU, they've had some good seasons and, and he's got to get a start somewhere. I'd like to see him do it somewhere other than West Virginia. Uh, I have no proof this guy can recruit, uh, especially in a state like West Virginia, where you're not going to get uh, some great in-state recruits. You're going to have to go out of state and start battling uh, with Dana now in Texas. So, um, in order for me, the top three candidates, it's a short list. It's really, to be honest with you, there's one, I think it's a reasonable candidate, and he'd be my number one choice, and that is Lane Kiffin, the god Lane Kiffin, the legend, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, 
talk about a name that that makes a splash that is Lane Kiffin um he's done well he is a great recruiter he is great with people he's great with women um little joke there uh but yeah I really I, I really think that is an obtainable head coaching target that West Virginia should eye I would much rather have Lane Kiffin than Neil Brown from Troy. Um, short list, the other two names, I don't think this one is really as um, possible, but the second big name that's going to make a splash is Chip Kelly. Um, I want guys that are going to be able to change the program. Uh, you need to make a big splash. Neil Brown is not that. And then the third choice, just because I've heard it a bunch and he has turned Washington State around, is Mike Leach. Um, I don't love that one. I, I guess I like Mike Leach as a guy. I, I'm not sure about his fit with West Virginia, um, but I, I would take Mike Leach in a heartbeat over Neil Brown because I know that guy can recruit and he's going to get his guys to play for him. So that is my kind of two cents on the coaching situation. Uh, fuck Dana Holgerson. Go get your money. But uh, let's bring Lane into uh, Morgantown. Um, couple things shout out stum he turned uh dan stummer my friend turned a couple dollars uh into a couple parlays over a grand so shout out to stum we're gonna get him on the pod at some point to tell us how he does it i'm going to see luca tonight i'll have some things to say next episode on that um another kind of i forgot to mention this in the last episode but on december 12 2018 zach lowe dropped a podcast with uh jackie mcmullen uh it's called the low post if you don't already listen to that you should because it's an elite uh basketball conversations and podcasting um but in that episode particularly it, it reminded me of a conversation that uh zach and jackie had uh 20 minutes and 20 seconds into the pod from 12 12 18 i would recommend listening to it. i'm not going to try and repeat it i would just like i said i'm just going to tell you it's the zach low the low post 20 minutes 20 seconds in on the december 12 2018 pod uh zach and jackie have a terrific conversation about uh, elite players and playing with LeBron James and Steph Curry, uh, the similarities, the differences, etc. Um, it is the most sense on the subject I have ever heard. Um, it's just perfect. I, I cannot explain it any better. I didn't even want to try because, like I said, if you just go and listen to it, so I had a three to four minute, five minute conversation. I don't remember so long ago, um, but he just laid down exactly, 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 exactly. Um, the differences and the challenges to playing with those guys and how lucky and how historic those two players are. Uh, follow up a little bit more basketball, uh, basketball love story. I finished it. Um, it was phenomenal. The last four episodes were some of the best documentary style television I've ever watched. Some of the best television in general I've ever watched. I would recommend that if you had any enjoyment, um, watching basketball, specifically the NBA, but really any basketball in the last 10 to 15 years, um, to definitely watch it. Uh, it, it does kind of go in chronological order. So I say, if you, if you're really only into the new stuff, like episodes nine and 10 were were absolutely terrific uh episode nine i believe is when it kind of it, it starts talking about lebron coming into the league in 2003 and his high school and the hummer and all that stuff um and it's just it, it's terrific television uh whether you're an nba fan a basketball fan or not i mean it, it's just it's entertaining it's entertaining as hell uh so i do recommend that um episode 10 kind of gets into the new age um lebron leaving cleveland the decision uh the spurs dynasty that kind of sprung and then obviously the warriors dynasty um 
it looks like in the the episode 10 is the last one that is aired so far i believe there's uh it's 20 hours total so i think there's more coming out maybe 24 hours total but um they stopped recording after the 2015 16 finals. Um, so that's kind of obviously when LeBron beat the 73 and 9 Warriors, kind of slows down or it ends after that. So there's not much since then. But some of the best television I have ever watched, uh, truly, truly, I would highly recommend it. Um, basketball, a love story. That's kind of all I got for this episode. Um, I, I kind of. It's been a while, so I'm sure I missed some things. Uh, right into the mailbag. Uh, I didn't even check the mailbag. Shit. Uh, right into the mailbag and let me know if I missed anything. Um, obviously, I took a week off. Uh, a lot has happened in that two-week span. So let me know if I missed anything. Uh, mailbox, excuse me, mailbag at levypool.com. Um, other than that, I really do want to go see Luca, so I'm going to wrap this up and hopefully get it uploaded so I can head out to that game. Get a Luca review next week. Uh, let me know anything I missed. Peace.